Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, Sarah here interrupting your normal Chosen Girl broadcasting to drop a little Easter egg surprise in here with a promo code from our sister company, Poppy's Boutique. If you've heard me talk about my job or even how Chosen Girl got its start at all, then you've heard about Poppy's. Poppy's is a women's boutique that offers clothing and accessories, really unique styles for a not-so-boutique price. So, because you're a Chosen Girl listener, you're going to get 15% off your next Poppy's order with code CHOSEN15. That's CHOSEN, C-H-O-S-E-N, 1-5, in all caps, no spaces, on the Poppy's Boutique website. You can shop unique, affordable boutique clothing styles at shoppoppiesboutique.com. That's shop poppiesboutique.com p-o-p-p-i-e-s now back to our show i know we need this day again we need that for us you know it's your girl oh sorry you know it's your when girl you <laughs> like every single tuesday <laughs> i know it ain't i know it ain't the stallion you know it's your girl <laughs> The way they put the organ behind it, it's it's so so catchy. (laughs) It's perfect. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Tell Me About It podcast. What up? (laughs) (laughs) We are so happy to be back again on Wednesday. We got to get back in sync. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. It don't matter, you know. Y'all, we're trying. We are working, ladies. We're doing the best we can. Side hustling for the Lord. Amen. Today... We bring you an episode that I have a feeling is needed for a lot of us. But really, Liz and I are just doing this for each other. Yep. Because um, we are like the People Pleasers Anonymous Club. President and Vice President That's speaking. right. <laughs> yes. And uh, if you happen to get help or improvement on your people pleasing from this, then praise the Lord. Because... It's just a real conversation that I don't think we've ever talked about, Liz. Like, I think that we definitely think we have, have mentioned it, but not yeah. dedicated, like, a whole episode to it. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And it's, well, it's about time. It's but it's so real. Time. And I think it becomes even more, um, it just comes harder. And it's even more yes. of a burden to upkeep in today's world. Yes. Um, because we have access to more people, which, if you are people like us, and that just means more people you have to please. Yes. And... We're just, this is like our people pleasers public service announcement on what's the issue with our lives and toxic people pleasing. What are some good filters for deciphering people pleasing in our lives? What does people pleasing versus serving God look like and actually being like a servant hearted Christian? And then what do we do about it? Yep. So 
we're just going to dive right in. First of all, if you haven't checked out our Evergreen collection, the first part of it, we're still waiting on a few more items to get here. But we couldn't wait, and we went ahead and launched the first four items. They are all cozy sweaters. Yes. And a t-shirt. Um, and it just is commemorating how good and faithful God is in every season. I literally love this collection so much. I think we say this every time. I think it's my favorite. I know. We do, but we also mean it every single time. It just yes. feels like it keeps getting better and better. But also just the holistic picture of coming from Eden from into into Evergreen. Yes. And you know, when we think about the you know, Eden and the desert and all the all the desert tones that we had, you know, life can be like that too. But I think sometimes we even fail to mention how on the mountaintop it can still be lonely. Can yeah, and it can still feel cold, and but we serve a God that meets us in all the places and spaces. Yes, so I'm so glad that we've been able to share this collection with y'all, and you're going to love the remaining pieces that are that are coming out. Yes, and hop on Instagram. We're doing um, a story study with Evergreen, going through um, five different uh, chapters of Psalms, which ugh, David has my heart. Come on. We love a poet. Yes, we do. We love a writer man, mm-hmm. but a, a writing man. But um, yeah, join us on there. If you didn't know about that, you can catch up in our highlights. Um, it's under the evergreen highlight. And if I sound like I may be like in a box or something, fall allergies are among us. Shout so, out to Ragweed. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Ragweed. The bane of my existence. <laughs> a silent partner in today's episode. Exactly. Um so yeah, we're gonna go right out the gate with Lecrae. I don't. Gosh, I used to listen to Lecrae all the time. Right? He's yes. so chill. I know his Instagram popping. He's just out here stirring up stuff, like asking people questions, like "What y'all think about this?" And I'm like, Lecrae, you are so brave, bro. <laughs> like, what the heck? Follow him on Twitter. He's so interesting, mm-hmm. but I respect that because right? I don't have enough confidence in myself yet to like just throw out questions like. Hey, what are y'all's opinions on? And he'll say like the most controversial things. <laughs> like, no and I'm like, Lecrae, you brave man, because I don't even want to hear it. Like, it comes from a heart that's not easily offended. I love that. And, or easily swayed toward pleasing people. That's right. And that's my problem. I don't get offended too easily, but I really like pleasing people. Mm-hmm. So Lecrae says, if you live for people's acceptance, you will die from their rejection. And that is the truth. Yeah. Take it to the bank and cash it. Absolutely. So for a long time, I don't know about you, I feel like I lived in this world where I was like, oh, why is people pleasing bad? Mm. You know, like I'm pleasing people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the issue. Mm-hmm. And this is with toxic people pleasing. So yeah. quick disclaimer, we're not talking about, you know, Kindness. Yes. We're not talking about never serving God. We're not talking about just being considerate or or any of those things. Or being a good friend or a good wife or a good Mm -hmm. employee or any of the requirements that you have taken on as a a normal human being. This is toxic people pleasing. So here's the issues. The top. Here's my top Mm -hmm. three. So one, it can give you a false sense of peace. And those statements Mm -hmm. may look like, I can only feel peace if everyone is okay with me. So if you've ever felt that, you may be a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. The second one, this one's big for me. It gives you a false identity. I'm okay with me only because you're okay with me. 
and your can be multiple people. Mm-hmm. And lastly, um, and this is just my opinion again, it gives you a false sense of a servant heart, heart or service to God. And that could look like this action is okay because I'm helping others. Yes. So that could definitely be used to justify a toxic action that really could lean toward, you know, someone taking toxic control of you Mm -hmm. or um, codependency is a huge word. And if that's never been defined for you in layman's terms, it means that if someone is codependent on another person or it can be a mutual codependency that you depend on someone and they depend on you in an unhealthy way Mm -hmm. that could mean you know a huge power struggle that someone wants to control you and that person cannot function without having the control over you and in turn you cannot function with them being displaced with you true so that's just one example of what codependency could look like um but liz what does the word say about pleasing others oh honey y'all buckle up we got several (laughs) verses for y'all so many good ones and some so many really great examples as well but one of the first ones that sarah and i both had written down was galatians 1 10 which says um and just for context um this comes from the part of galatians that's talking about how we should have no other gospel Mm -hmm. and what that just reading that title says to me is not having any other truth because yeah. we know that the gospel is the truth. So what that says, um, am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Wow. And that just reminds me back to the, you know, the verse that talks about how we can't serve two masters. Yes. You're either serving people or you're serving God. There is no in between. Um, and one of the things while I'm talking about that, because you just mentioned was sometimes we can fall into that. Well, I'm serving people. So isn't that me serving God? And not always. Yeah. You make it real hard for God to bless something that he didn't ordain. Yeah. And I think that it all comes down to the root of your why. Exactly. With actions. Like, are you doing that to glorify God and to better his kingdom? Are you doing that to be comfortable with yourself because you're uncomfortable when other people aren't happy with you or not even when they're not happy with you, when you're not getting certain praise for yourself. Mm -hmm. So like you could be doing a good action, whether it be in your community or for the church Mm -hmm. or in your relationships. But if you're doing that only to get the validation or the praise for yourself, for self-glory, then no, you're not doing that for God. You're doing that for yourself. And the thing is, we've already talked about this several, I don't know, a long time ago, but whenever you start doing a self-assessment, if you feel like you need to justify yourself, then that's how, that's where your answer is going to come from. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to just leave Drop it right the there. Mic. Yep. Um, Proverbs 29, 25, um, which says, fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts the Lord is kept safe. Love that. And when we begin looking at why in the world are we people pleasing, it's because it's a it's a false sense of security, like you already mentioned. Yes. That it means that we're going to be kept safe, that someone's going to be happy with us, that our environment that we're used to, that we're seeking for, that we're trying to build around ourselves, our fortress, it stays intact. Yes. Um, and I think that's something that I feel like we often, we really just don't talk enough about, is that that seek to please others isn't at, out of just pure kindness all the time but it's it's a mechanism to make sure that we feel safe yes and 
I'm not even going to get deep into this, but sometimes that can be a reflection of some of the trials that we've experienced as children. Yeah. You know, the environments that we grew up in. We could go down a big, long rabbit hole, but we're not going to. Yeah, no, we're not going to go down there. But just just being aware of those things, whenever we're honest like that about ourselves and how we're feeling and our motives, it can reveal a lot more about ourselves than we even know is there. For sure. So the the next verse is 1 Thessalonians um, 2, 4, which is, On the contrary, we speak as um, those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. We are not trying to please people, but God who tests our hearts. Yes, he does. And it's just such a great reminder. Again, mentioning the gospel, the truth of the gospel, that that's the whole reason that we're here. But I love that last part, um, God who tests our hearts. And like you've already mentioned, God knows what our motivations are. Yes. If they are pure or if they're not. And we can say that, oh, I'm not doing this to to make this person feel better. I'm doing it because I know that they need me in this season. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I've, I've been there in seasons Absolutely. where I was doing something that I knew that God wasn't necessarily calling me to, or I was trying to be the physician when we all know that God is the great physician. Yes. All in the name of, I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to do good. I'm yes. trying to do God's work. But God's sitting here back here like, well, if you get out of the way, we'd actually get somewhere. Yeah. And sometimes in my life, I I know that some people are probably sitting in their car or putting on their makeup right now or what, wherever you have your podcast routine because we all have our like places and spaces where we do where we listen. Mm-hmm. But sometimes for me, it's not so much of a God thing saying like, "Yes, I want you to do this, 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 and this." It's more of a like, it's more of when God says no for me, yeah. like, "No, you don't need to be involved with this because my yes." with a situation could mean I'm not giving room for someone else to come in and help. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving room for that person to grow and help themselves. Yeah. Or I'm not giving room for God to work a miracle because I'm so dang controlling. Yeah. That's um, so real. And so if you're looking for a sign, I would just follow the Holy spirit. Like if you're keeping in step with the spirit, you know, so often I look for a sign in the sky or an audible voice, but the Holy Spirit lives within us and mm-hmm. dwells within us. And, you know, if we're having fellowship with him, if we're praying and reading our Bible each day, you're going to have those gut feelings of like, ooh, I should not interfere in this or I'm interfering in this for the wrong motives, mm-hmm. for the wrong reasons. So, yeah. And you um, learn that from practice. That's it's so like true. a familiar voice. You you learn the voice of a new friend or an old friend as you keep listening to it. Um, the next one is back in Proverbs um, sixteen seven, and I like both of these versions, so I'm going to read one from the Message and one from ESV. Um, which the ESV version says, "When a man um, when a man's way pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him." But the Message version says, "When God approves of your life, even your enemies will end up shaking your hand." Wow. And so when, when we do the actions necessary, when we are obedient, when we use the wisdom that God affords to us to make the decisions and to, to carry out the actions that he's called us to, even those who would be, who are your enemies won't have anything to say. Yeah. And um, I remember I was in, I can't remember what the situation was, but I was in college at the time and something had happened and someone was spreading rumors about some people that I was friends with. And I thought to myself, I was like, oh my gosh, what are they going to say about me? And I started to get really anxious about it. And that's when the Lord really, you know, he spoke to me was just like, when you've been doing everything right, they won't have anything to say. 
Yes. And it wasn't necessarily that I'm like perfect, but the sec- the the idea of how treating others with kindness, your actions will speak for themselves, to, you know, your own fruit. Absolutely. And so the tree bats fruit. Exactly. And it's so important, especially um, when we're talking about people pleasing, because also I'm going to put out there for Enneagram twos, because I'm a two. <laughs> one of the things that we often don't like to address is that sometimes it's manipulation Ooh. and it does not always come of a pure heart. Girl. And when it is not of a pure heart, everyone can sniff out, you know, so when someone is not authentic. Yes, they can. And so it will come back to bite you. I would love to say that that's not true, but it is. But again, whenever you're whenever you're reflecting on your own life or your own actions and your motives, if you have to start justifying, you already have your answer. There you go. So she said it. You, you know, take it to the bank. She said what she said. Now the next one um, comes from Mark 15, and it's something that we don't always think about when we're talking about people pleasing. Yeah. But it's a story that we're all familiar with. So um, the last chapter of Mark is talking gets into the crucifixion and the things that led up to that. And so we know that Pilate pretty much was like, give the people Barabbas. I wash my hands of the situation. And you know, that's what the people wanted. He gave in and we all know that. And of course we can go into this long, you know, philosophical um, conversation about was that necessary? Was that all of God's plan? You know, Jesus had to be crucified, everything else. But the reality here is is that that story would have been so different. Yes. If Pilate had been like, no, I actually, I see no fault in this man. I wonder what would have happened. I mean, I know that Jesus had to be crucified to be a perfect sacrifice for us. Yeah. But, you know, Pilate now, in biblical terms, has gone down in history of, you know, just being indifferent. Yeah. And I think that's a really dangerous place to be personally in our faith. Mm Mm-hmm. I would agree. I wonder. I do wonder what would happen. I have to ask. I'll ask the Lord when I get to heaven. That's when right. I get to heaven. Yes, girl. Um, so these last these last couple of verses all come from Acts. And one of the things, if if you don't know, Acts is that transitional book. We've talked about it. I think when we did the Love Your Neighbor series, um, how we moved from a um, how we moved from the law to love in yes. the sense of you know you had to do the sacrifices, you had to remain holy. There were all these rules you had to follow, and now all of that was taken away. The veil was torn. We can. You know, we can meet Jesus right there. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. Yes. And so it's a very different time. But the people, I mean, can you imagine when it's, this is such, doesn't even compare. But if if the government was like, okay, today is a new day. Everybody drive on the other side of the road. Oh, girl, wrecks everywhere. It's crazy. From myself. People get mad and they're like, no, don't listen. Don't listen to the government. You're messing up our town. You're causing all these wrecks. You're doing more damage than good. Can you imagine how they would respond? Well, that's just what's happening here. Yes. Um, and so from verses 28 and 29, it said, um, actually, I'll read it from 27. The apostles were brought in, brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in his in this name, he said. You have, um, yet you have fulfilled, oh my gosh, I can't read. Yet you have filled, hello, Jerusalem with your teaching and you're determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Um, And then it says, Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. I'm just going to, this is, this is another little side point and we won't go down that road. But if people really want to know if Jesus were crucified, that's the whole conversation. Yes. Wouldn't they just be able to roll the stone away and look? Would that not have just... 
That would have just done it right yeah. there, right? Absolutely. Answer the question. Anyways, with that being said, the Sanhedrin are worried that they're going to be that they're they're like, well, we're not the ones that killed him, but we all know the truth when it comes to that. Yes. But at the end of the day, Peter said, even though this is not what what you're accustomed to, this isn't what you want. And at the at that time, the Sanhedrin had a ton of power. Yes. They said we would rather obey God than human beings. Yes. Can you imagine the boldness that that takes? Wow. To just blatantly, I mean, we're t- it, it's honestly just like um, with Nebuchadnezzar yes. and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, you know, whenever yes. they were all there and in the fire, like, obey and, you know, bow down. And they're like, nah, we'd rather not. Yeah. And here we go. Here's another perfect example. Here are Peter and the, and the apostles doing the exact same thing because they could have, they probably could have stoned them and they could have killed them. Well, you know what I think about all the time with the crucifixion hmm. is how when the angel rolled away the stone when Jesus was resurrected, those guards were paid off by the re- religious leaders mm-hmm. to not say what happened. Mm-hmm. And it says in the Bible that that rumor still circulates to this day. Yep. That the truth of what happened really didn't happen. Isn't that wild? 2,000 years later. Can you imagine someone Rumors. 2,000 years later from right now saying any kind of story about about you, about one time, your life being summed up Yes, to like, like 10 seconds? Because of a, a paid-off rumor. Like, yeah. insane. It's wild. But, I, so that was my last verse that I had for us. So I know I've covered a lot of different things here, but at the end of it, um, people-pleasing can come from a lot of different areas. And some of these we've already mentioned but from that seeking comfort, we can seek validation, um, seeking safety. Yes. Because we are afraid, because we are being told, or we're not just being told, we are believing in false, um, we have like a false internal belief. Yes. Or that we're choosing to believe, believe in lies from outside, yes. internal and external um, things that are that are just false. And that's really dangerous when we think about it. It's just like it is. being growing up thinking your whole life that the sky is purple and you call it purple. Yeah. But it's actually blue. Hunter and I were talking about people who are colorblind the other day because yeah. he doesn't realize that he is partially colorblind. <gasps> oh, he yeah. gets grays and greens really mixed up. I was about to say, yeah. And Liz knows we were at my house and we've got an older home and we put up some floral wallpaper. Hunter absolutely loves it. Good. No, it's, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, just kidding. I love it. He's okay with it. He <laughs> lives with it because he knows I love floral wallpaper. But, uh, yeah, he was like, yeah, those gray leaves. I was like, those are green because they're leaves. And he was like, no, they're more like charcoal. I was like, sure, they're oh charcoal. Anyway, we're going to see if he truly listens to the podcast now because he'll be like, what you doing talking smack about my color blindness <laughs> on a podcast? But, uh, yeah, it's almost like when it hits you that yeah. maybe my actions and the motives behind them have not been for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different way, a whole different mindset to look at living. Mm-hmm. And if you're still on the fence and you're like, I don't do that, like, I genuinely... You, everyone has someone or a select group of people or... It may be an employer, which respect your authorities, everyone, mm-hmm. especially if they pay you, um, <laughs> especially if they sign your paycheck. Um, but everybody has someone in mind that you're like, yeah. do they have a toxic control over me because I let them 
mm-hmm. with my actions wanting to please them. So if you're still there and you're still wondering, is this healthy or not? Here are a few more filters for deciphering, are you a people pleaser? So thinking about your actions or your yeses in life, the things mm-hmm. that you say yes to, here's a few questions for you. Just six easy questions. Mm-hmm. Is this action or yes a betrayal of who I am or who God has made you to be? So an example of that may be you have to forsake a characteristic or, you know, something about who you are Mm -hmm. to mold or bend Mm -hmm. to the yes or action required or requested rather of another person. Yeah. Um, does this action or yes forsake your own beliefs or morals? Mm-hmm. Is it pushing that boundary line? Does this action or yes forsake the priorities or priority people in my life? Mm-hmm. Is this action or yes being carried out? This one's big for me. Only to avoid conflict, rejection, or disapproval. Don't call me out. Yes. Don't expose me like that. If you're like me, you think... I'm just going to do this. It's easier than facing the conflict that Mm -hmm. will come. And I will say there's something in life to be said for picking your battles. Yeah. But you can't not pick all of them. Yeah. You have to pick (laughs) one of them. You have to pick some of them, not just one. You have to pick some of them. And I am so guilty of just being like, I can take it. Yeah. And then one day I combust. Yep. And I'm like, who am I? When do I ever do what's best for me? Mm-hmm. And then when you get married, you've got to think, when do I do best? what's best for me and my family, my new little family, mm-hmm. you know, um, instead of what may be best for work or what may be best for a close friend or, you know, an authority figure in your life. Even with some of you, it may be older people in your family. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like us, you know, bonds with family run really strong yeah. with even grandparents and great grandparents. And we're really blessed and thankful in that way. But, um, but yeah, sometimes I've, I've had so many friends tell me like, I only did this because I didn't want to displease a parent or a friend yeah. or, you know, someone I grew up with or my pastor. Now, we're not talking about sin, y'all. That's all we're talking about. Right. But we're not talking about being disrespectful. Yes. You know, anything That's like that. That's with the but disclaimer. But it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of more. Does this action or yes forsake what I feel God is directing to- me towards? Mm-hmm. And the last one is this action or yes a requirement to be loved and accepted? Mm because that's toxic toxic borderline gaslighting and manipulation yeah um i'm not a psychiatrist but i would love to be i'd love to know more about all that i feel like i would take everyone's problems home absolutely it, and while we're I'd talking about be that like are you okay right <laughs> <laughs> but it would be boundaries boundaries are yes. a really great thing when it comes to getting out of the hole that is people pleasing yes Boundaries for yourself, boundaries for other people, and finding ways to effectively communicate those that doesn't disregard who you are. Because oftentimes we fall into that pit because we're kind people who want to do what's what's best, and we're not trying to rock the boat or hurt anyone's feelings. But there comes a time when we gotta we gotta rock the boat a little bit. Yeah, and we well, and I think it's a self respect thing, but I also think that it can be 
or it's a respect for God as well because yeah. I think that there are certain situations, certain conversations where you don't necessarily need a space at the table, mm-hmm. um, aka gossip, yep, or things that might put you in a difficult position, mm-hmm. um, and you can say. Hey, I would love to be able to talk with you about this, but this actually pushes a boundary line for me. Mm-hmm. And I love you. I'm so sorry for what you're going through, but I think it's best that I not be involved. Yeah, with this because it may involve another friend of yours, and it would end up being gossiping. And a lot of people think that boundaries are mean. No, and they're not. Mm-mm. There are boundaries in everything in life. There are guidelines. Mm-hmm. And I love when the Bible says God is a God of order. Yes. Because that makes me think God is organized. And I love He's organization. So organized. Like and God's not in chaos. Yes. Like even if you look at, you know, property and rules mm-hmm. and even like things like if you look on the Chosen Girl website, we have an exchange policy. Mm-hmm. And like you have to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. So that people know right. that it's healthy. There's nothing wrong with having boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I think they get a bad reputation because sometimes they're um, enforced hatefully. Yeah. And they don't have to be. You no. can be like, I'm sorry. Or you don't even have to apologize for your boundary. Yeah. Just say, this is my boundary. Thank you so much for being open to respecting it. I can't go any further. Yep. I wish that I could. You don't even have to wish that you could. You're all lying in the sand. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So let's talk people pleasing versus serving God. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad because y'all ain't, y'all ain't even ready. I hope you've already had your notebook out unless you're driving. Um, but <laughs> your mental notebook. right. Your mental notebook, because these next six things are so good. So I, I wrote them down while we were chatting about this episode before, and I'm just going to ask you for some examples. Is that okay? I love that. Perfect. Okay. So the first one is what is the difference between knowing that you're called and feeling pressured? Ooh. So called is a very churchy word. Yeah, I'd agree. And I like that word because Mm -hmm. I do feel like we all have a call on our Mm -hmm. lives in a particular direction or Mm -hmm. with different people or to do even small little things. Mm -hmm. And that may look like, I just had this feeling that I need to do this and I cannot shake it. Mm -hmm. And that's Holy Spirit, y'all. Like, he's so good and he's so gentle with us. And I think that because we know that the Holy Spirit is gentle to convict us and not condemn us, which is later on in this list, that sometimes pressure feels like hurried and Mm -hmm. rushed and um, what's the word that I was going to use? It, it does have more of a negative connotation yeah. to it. Like, oh, hurry. Like, I feel so pressured. Almost like pressure is heavy mm-hmm. and you feel the weight of it. Yes. That's, Where a calling is like, almost like so light. It feels like and an opportunity. forward. Yeah. yeah. Pressure pushes you down. A calling moves you forward. Yeah. And I was listening to a sermon today talking about, you know, how easy and light God's yoke is mm-hmm. like Jesus himself says, come unto me. If you're weary, I'll give you rest. And so I think that sometimes we forget that. And we think that like God is so difficult and hard, but he's not. And for those of you who don't know what a yoke is, I know we've had this conversation before, yeah. but just imagine, you know, you've seen in all the picture books and things when you're a kid, that there's two ox that have the little harness around their necks that where they're tied together. And that's it. 
and you put an experienced one with an inexperienced one and it's saying, hey, you're not even hardly pulling anything. Yeah. And what a, what a gift. Well, and two, kind of going back to that pressure word, I think that something about like calling is like maybe somebody grabbing you by the hand saying, come on, let's go. And pressured is more of a push. Yeah. In my opinion. Okay. Um, a negative push, like a aggressive push, if you will. Yeah. Oh, well, here's what I'm thinking. When you say push, I immediately think of into a pool. So pressure feels yes. like someone's pushed you into a pool, but feeling called feels like someone's taking you by the hand and saying, we're jumping on three. Yes. Or like, hey, come yeah. take a dip. Yeah, let's go. And there's nothing worse than somebody pressuring you into something. That's and true. If you've ever been pressured into something, it's always for somebody else's gain and not your own. True, true. And serving God isn't for our own gain. However, we I I don't think God would ever pressure us. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. my two cents. Well, that's good. Okay, Go Liz, I'm gonna ask you the next. Okay. One. Okay. What is the difference between I feel nervous but willing, and I feel a dreaded obligation? Um, it's not hard. I'm trying to find find all the right words. If you are nervously willing, even that willingness comes with peace. Love that. But if you were, if you feel obligated, it feels, um, it really feels very forced. It feels very yeah. harsh. Um, there's oftentimes you, I feel like there's confusion that goes with, along with that. And God is or not just, the author of confusion, no, y'all. That's in the Bible. That's right. And it it just feels kind of chaotic, like. You know, and there there are times when um, you may do something, and, and at first you're just like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? Why am I here? Yeah. What was I thinking? But then if peace meets you in that moment, that's a really good indicator that God's in it. Yeah. But if you come out of it, you're like, why am I doing this? What am I gaining? And you, don't, you start evaluating the situation, and you're not gaining anything out of it. Nothing, you know, not you, not the other person. Yeah. And it's you realize it's you know, for someone else's good or for selfish motive or it just doesn't serve you. Obligations feel like they don't serve us. Yeah. Well, and you know, sometimes serving God, like you can be nervous, but like mm-hmm. you said, at the same time, like don't think that serving God is all like sunshine and roses. Cause there are hard times, but there's that peace that comes with knowing mm-hmm. that you're where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I wish I had more to say on it. No, but that's that's, that's it, honestly period. it for me. It's I love just it. Like if if the peace is in it, I know that follow the peace. That's where God is. Yes, Amen, girl. So the next one is, um, how do you know that you are content, or versus being burnt out or numb? Okay, so I feel like you can feel tired and content at the same time. Yeah. But you will never feel burnout and content at the same time. Mm. So, like, I've been in moments in my life with my career, I mean, with everything, where I feel so tired. Yeah. And, like, I just need some rest. Mm-hmm. And I just need a break. Yeah. But I don't feel bitterness in that. That's the word, bitterness. But there have also been times in my life where in particular areas I feel this horrible feeling in my heart because of the tired. Yeah. 
and that's burnt out. Mm-hmm. I think that the key word is bitter here. Yeah. And then I think that if you pursue that burnout long enough, you're going to feel numb and you're not going to feel anything at all. Because yeah. I think that's what bitterness does to us. It does. And that makes me very sad. What is it? Um, oh, my goodness. I can't think of the word. There was a study. I was reading um, the book Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. And um, which was a, it was a wonderful book. But it talks about they did this relationship study. And they're like, how do you know if a, if a marriage is going to last or not? Oh, yeah. And it really comes down to that bitterness comes from someone just getting so numb. Yeah. And you, you don't mean to get there. But it just accidentally happens. Yeah. And you wake up one day and you realize that you've you've fought and you fought and you fought so much that you're just you just don't care. Yeah. And it's not, you know, so being aware of how we feel about that way towards life, towards our job, sometimes even towards God. Yeah. Especially in seasons where you've had to fight and where you are tired and where you feel like you've been pushed to your limits and God's saying, just over the horizon. Just yeah. just over it's right here. And you're like, God, I have nothing, nothing to give. We've got to talk about burnout sometime. That would be helpful. Yes. Maybe a guest can come enlighten us. For sure. For sure. But on to the next. Yes. Oh, no, that's you. Okay, girl. So what's the difference for you between I feel convicted to do something or, or, and I feel condemned. Oh my gosh. Condemnation. If I don't Mm -hmm. do blank. I think it's it's from where who it's coming from. Ooh, that's good. I don't feel convicted by other people. Love that. Personally. But I do feel condemned by other people. Wow. Um, being convicted feels like it's in it is a it's a, oftentimes a moral obligation to do something. Yeah. That I know is best representative of the Lord. Yeah. And I know who that comes from because I know his voice. Yes. Whereas being condemned makes me feel there's sometimes some shame or yeah. guilt and that pressure that we talked about earlier that comes along with that. Yes. But never when I feel convicted by the Lord because it doesn't feel like a trap. Yeah. When when you feel, at least for me, when I feel convicted by the Lord, he also gives me instructions, a pathway to follow. Yes. Whereas with condemnation, it just feels like, well, here's all these bad things. Figure it out. Yeah. And it just kind of leaves to a lot of, like I said, guilt, shame. It feels very chaotic and you feel stuck. And then getting, coming back to what we were just talking about, being stuck and feeling stuck like that really leads to that burnout because you're just, yeah, you don't know where to go, what to do. Well, and you know, sometimes if, man, condemnation just seems like it has so many strings attached. Oh my gosh, for sure. And it's amazing. I love your observation of what you said about you don't feel convicted by people, but you do feel convicted about God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because he is love. Yeah. Because conviction is always done in love. For sure. The motivation is always love. Mm-hmm. So, okay, the last one. Let's kind of talk about this one together. All right. And really, there's not much to say because it's just so <laughs> straight up. But... People pleasing versus serving God mm-hmm. might look like I'm doing this because of Christ in me, not I'm doing this because of blank so our relationship doesn't end. Mm-hmm. And I just got to say this to somebody. If you are doing things for people because you do not want your relationship to be damaged or end, it's not a good relationship. It's not worth saving. It is. Okay, it has strings. Saving, but like, yeah. 
if if you have to upkeep a relationship in ways that are not normal to upkeeping a relationship, like normal healthy communication, normal healthy healthy fellowship, right. normal healthy lending a helping hand out of genuine love, right. And serving out of genuine love, not because, oh, I'm afraid if I don't do this, mm-hmm. then they're going to be mad or sad or frustrated or. Right. We can't, we can't live like that. No. It's just, it's whenever we, especially when we talk about it in this context, I think about the perfect representation that God has set forth and how like we are the bridegroom. Like Yes. That. So loving, so gentle, so kind, so forgiving, and that there's that example there of what these relate that what our relationships should look like and what's needed for them to thrive, yes, not just survive, and at that point, you're barely surviving um so I think that when we when we talk when we truly do things with the right motives, good fruit also comes from that absolutely, and that's another way that you can recognize when things are done for when you have a motive for people as you start seeing bad fruit everywhere. Yes. Is that like you do, you do all the right things and it still turns out bad. You do exactly, you act the way that they want you to, or you be the, you play the role that they ask you to play and you still get left out or you still get, you know, the short end of the stick. Yeah. That's a, that's a good sign that it may be time to maybe remove yourself from that situation or address it with that person and be like, I don't think you may not understand that this is where we're at, but this is how I feel. And this is where, this is the boundary that I need to get to where I need. Because also remember when we're setting these healthy boundaries, especially when it comes to people pleasing, it's not just something that, that makes us feel better, but we're able to serve God so much more when we're not feeling pressured, obligated, burnt out, condemned. Um, when we don't feel like we, like we're accepted, all yeah. those things. Well, you know, it's something kind of ironic about people pleasing mm-hmm. for me. The root of my people pleasing is so selfish. Yeah. And it's for me to feel okay with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so ironic that we people please to make ourselves okay. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. And so, really, it's not people pleasing at all. It's using people pleasing so that we can please ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> That's reality. I just took a harsh look in the mirror. <laughs> but, um, I feel like some key words here to remember the difference between is love and acceptance, mm-hmm. respect and disobedience, or res- respect and obedience, because yeah. you can be respectful and not obey someone's wishes. Yeah. You can love someone and not accept how they're acting. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about what do we do now? Let's, what do we do if you're a people pleaser? If that's, I feel like that's so hard because you're just like, Oh my gosh. Like sometimes when I think about it, like, Oh my gosh, that's me. What do I yes. even do? And I evaluate, you know, taking time to, you know, to, um, what do you call it? A self inventory. Yeah. Checking, check on yourself daily. Yes. And where are those areas? And one of the ways you guys have heard me to say this a million times, me and my little analytical brain over here, I just have to address it with what am I afraid of? Wow. Just straight yeah. up. Be like, why won't, you know, I'm nervous. I want to do this action because it would be easier for me. And I won't do this, which I know I need to do because it's going to be hard. It might make this person upset. It might change the dynamic of our relationship. It might, you know, all these things. And I'm like, why are you afraid of that? Which are you afraid of more? And then weighing the consequences. 
Yeah. That's the process that I have to go to go through in order to determine this is an action that you should take or even identify my own motives that may be deeply buried Yeah, between all the excuses. Well, at the end of the day, you're going to lose yourself Yeah, to the wishes of other people. Oh, my And you're gosh, not yeah. going to have any wish left in you. And Mm-mm. I use that term as in like... You're not going to have any of your own self, mm-hmm. your own character, your own drive, your own mm-hmm. dreams, your own, you know, plan and calling that God has on your life. Yeah. Um, so some questions that I had written down were, why do I need their approval? Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Now, let's not forget the word, the verse that says, and I can't remember where it is, but it says, as so much as it depends on you, which... Mm-hmm. That means the control of other people is out of our hands. That's right. Keep peace with people. And there's a lot about being kind in the Bible, if you haven't heard, and how we act with our actions. So, of course, we want people to know that we are kind and loving. But when it comes down to the root of approval, why do we need the approval of those around us? Mm -hmm. That's something you're going to have to answer for yourself. Yeah. Who am I truly and what boundaries do I need to make that align with this? Yeah. Because God made, this is the cheesiest thing I'll ever say on this podcast. (laughs) But like God made you, you for a reason. So every Mm -hmm. time you bend, whether it be morally or with your own beliefs or even with something you just don't agree with that goes against your personality or what you feel God calling you to do, you are betraying little pieces of yourself yeah. decision by decision. And if you, if you're not careful, you'll look up and there won't be anything left. Now God can totally restore, but it's amazing to think about life when you think of it through the lens of what does God want me to do versus what does everyone else want me to do? Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. answers to big questions will change drastically. Uh, also your own expectations for yourself. Yes. You know, if you, it's, um, it's a pride thing. Oftentimes, it is. you know, if are you, are you priding yourself on your ability to keep peace in your environment or to follow the peace of the Lord? Okay, girl. So, okay. I'll just throw that out there. With that being said, who are the priority people in my life mm-hmm. or what are my priorities in life? And then where does God fall? Yeah. For real. Where does he fall? Um, If you're thinking about a particular person, examine the relationship at hand. Mm -hmm. Are they really a priority person in your life if there are strings attached with that relationship? I think we all know the answer to that, but we're going to move on to the next next question. (laughs) And this is my favorite question. How do I feel, how do I feel like God is calling me to truly serve and say yes? That's so good. Because that's the most important question. Because if we can answer that question and carry it out, then all the other questions are answered. But you also have to be bold. Yes. Whenever you're, if you ask that question, the Lord will, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, you will know the answer. Yes. And then you need, when you know the answer, you'll be held accountable for what you do following. Which is like... Oh my gosh, it's a little, that feels, when you think about it, almost like a little bit of pressure, but really it's just that calling. Yeah. I hope this helped all of our people pleasers out there. This was even, this was just good, good for me. Welcome to the club, everyone. Recovering people People pleasers. pleasers. RPP. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we hope we hope that this was helpful, but we're so glad that you guys joined us for another week. We hope that you'll join us back here again on next Tuesday instead of Wednesday, hopefully. Fingers crossed, everyone. Fingers crossed. We've We're doing our best. We've got some exciting um, guests coming up. Um, I'm just going to... This is public knowledge. It's all over social media. Our dear friend, Annie Moss, was supposed to be a guest a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Her husband is still hospitalized with COVID. Yeah. If y'all have a moment right now to just stop and pray for him. He has experienced many miracles while he's been in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Annie and her sweet little baby aren't able to be there with him. But... Please just say a prayer for him. His name is Jeff. Yeah. And we love that family dearly. Very much so. And uh, we know that God's going to pull through for them. So. Amen. Anyway, that's why she hasn't been on the podcast, you guys. Because obviously, we would love for her to prioritize her mental health, her baby, and the health of her husband. Yes. During this time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so. Sometimes plans change. But you have grace for every situation. And especially when. You care so much about people and see them hurting or going through something. So yes, yeah. Not, and we're just going to throw out there as well is that we do have some really great guests that are coming up in the next few weeks for you. You're really going to enjoy those. So make sure that you stick around. Join us back here on next Tuesday or maybe Wednesday, depending on the week. We're doing our best, y'all. It'll be Tuesday or Wednesday, y'all. But we promise we'll be here. Well, check out our Instagram. Make sure that you rate us. Um, but we're so thankful that you're a part of our family. Let us know if you have any suggestions or a prayer request. We'd love to pray with you. Um, but we love you guys, and we are so thankful for you. Hope you have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening, and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girl Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.